Welcome back to the RSVP Music Chat. I'm John Sinkovich. And I'm Ralston. And where yeah. were we? Why, that we're welcoming them back. Where yeah. were we? Well, let's see. Where were we the last time we left our, our wonderful audience behind? I don't know. Oh, at, oh, I think we were at the um, at the studios talking about uh, Uncle Buck. Oh, that's right. That yeah, was, that a, was, that was a wonderful one. In fact, that particular podcast where we uh, sort of reminisced about Uncle Buck with uh, Kevin Matthews and Steve Aldrich ended up being probably our most popular podcast yet. Is it, It's still up, too. Yeah, people so like nostalgia. If you, you missed know. that one. Yeah, absolutely right. But today... We're talking with another legend. Another local <laughs> legend, indeed. Uh, we are here outside Mackinac Harvest Studios in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, talking to Michael, the Colonel Crittenden. Welcome to the RSVP Music Chat. Well, thanks, fellas. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is. It's probably the best one we've had for a while. And you're in the process of working on some projects inside, but you came out here for a little break. Yeah, we took a little break. We're, there was a a need to rewrite verse 2 on the song we were working on. Uh-huh. So the writer is currently in the lounge whipping up the new hit single version of verse 2. So There we go, on the fly. Yeah. You got into this whole recording thing years ago on the other side of that microphone. Yeah, where you were the person that would be in there writing that stuff now. Right. When going you going to Berkeley School of Music in Boston and playing in a band with a bunch of guys, and on your way to a musical career. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Traveling the uh, the lovely United States in a van with a trailer. The trailer's sitting right next to you, actually. Is that the it's, same trailer? It's currently uh, seen its last trip, I believe. <laughs> it's held together with rubber bands, yeah. yeah. After it's, millions of miles. It's got some uh, some uh, bungee cords holding it shut, and, <laughs> but it did its job, and it's it's currently serving as a shed, a storage shed, okay. for all my uh, yard implements, etc. So. See, there are other uses for this stuff after a person's music, musical career. Lawnmowers and uh, right. shears. Exactly, yeah. all that stuff. Well, uh, we're, as you were saying, you do have a unique perspective, I think, as someone who really was on the cusp, I think, of a pop breakout with a band at one time, like out east, yep. and then established yourselves with Troll for Trot. A lot of folks around here, obviously, you were one of the most popular folk rock bands around for a number of years. Well, barring domestic problems. Well, of course. <laughs> And then opening Mackinac Harvest Studio and becoming kind of a respected engineer and producer. So, yeah, take us through all that. Yeah, well, it started like a lot of a lot of kids, you know, playing music in the younger years and, and in high school starting a band and realizing that it was, A, a lot of fun, and B, it was a great way to meet girls. and Meeting and, girls. Uh, um, and C just to to be creative and and to have the camaraderie of a band around was a good thing for for me in high school and and it also was sort of paving the way for starting a business which i didn't really realize at the time but back then you know it's like i was learning how to book shows and i was learning how to uh, collect the money after the show and put it into a bank account and figure out the monthly budget on how much money we needed to run that little band you know and and uh so learning how to do that in high school was a good thing and then uh, never really thought too seriously about a music career at that point it was just something that was kind of brewing and um, so when I got out of high school it's like like a lot of kids at my school were going off to college so that's what you do so I went to Michigan State and I hated it <laughs> I was just 
taking general classes and thinking about going into the business. Just the college somehow. experience, not the fact that you hated Michigan State. No, it's and I don't. I still like Michigan State as a college. Right. I just didn't like being there for right. me. But um, the uh, the the problem I think was I hadn't really accepted the fact that I really wanted to do music mm-hmm. as a career, and so when I I left state, I came back to Grand Rapids for a little while, and it suddenly hit me. Uh, my good friend, lifelong friend, John Neal, keyboard player, mm-hmm. uh, in Troll for Trout and in a number of other bands too. He's playing now with Soul Syndicate, and uh, he's down to three. He told me he's doing the the Neil Diamond tribute. That was band. last and, night at Speakeasy yeah. Lounge, and it was hilariously fun stuff. Yeah. So anyway, he's been in the Trout band since the beginning, and I've, we've actually known each other since we were five years old, and we started playing piano around the same time when we were in Indian guides with our dads back then. <laughs> In the 70s, early 70s. And uh, so, anyway, uh, John had a similar experience getting out of high school, going to Valparaiso University and studying engineering and not liking it at all. And he had heard about Berkeley College of Music in Boston and he applied and he got in. So, his sophomore year, he went to Berkeley and I was still in Grand Rapids, just bumming around here trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And he was sending me letters here and there back when he used to send letters. Remember mm-hmm. that? He'd write something on down paper. on paper and put it in the mail. Wow. And, Hard to believe. And uh, and a lot of his letters were persuading me to come out there and apply. And, and I was like, I can't get in there. And he's like, yeah, I think you can. And and uh, so I talked to my folks about it. And they said, okay, we'll support you if you want to try it. And so I went out and auditioned and got in. And, and I moved out there the following year and uh, went through the whole curriculum. And while I was there, I started another band called the Westmorelands, which became a serious uh, pursuit of record deal and touring and all of that. And we had uh, gotten, taken the ear of the guy who was the head of the music production department at Berkeley, this guy Wayne Wadhams, and he took us under his wing and started developing us into an act that he could get signed and and uh, we got real close to that in the early 90s and uh, didn't happen kind of in those days it was sort of like you kind of needed a record deal to make stuff get to the next level you couldn't really distribute yourself and like you can now and um, and you needed help with the promotion and all of that so when the deal fell, we were kind of like, well, maybe that's the end of the road for this band. So the band split up, and I was really wanting to come back to Michigan at that time and get into all the stuff Michigan has to offer with the up north life experience, especially the camping and fishing and being out in the woods. And that was always kind of my church time. And and so I was itching to get back here, plus most of my family was here. and. So I moved back to Grand Rapids, and that was in a time when music was happening here, but it wasn't as... I mean, Grand Rapids was a lot smaller then. Oh, yeah. And, the intersection uh, was still happening then? It was, yeah. absolutely. It was uh, yeah. going strong. It was still in East Town back in those days. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I, I came back here with the, the full intention of creating a new project, a new band,